，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。President Tsai Ing-wen on Wednesday received several participants of the 2022 Kadagalan Forum at the presidential office. They included a former president of Estonia, two former Australian defense minister, and a current Japanese lawmaker. Tsai stressed that democracies should unite to create resilient supply chains, and that Taiwan was ready and willing to make contributions to the world. The former president of Estonia said Taiwan was proof that freedom and democracy are not incompatible with Asian cultures. President Tsai Ing-wen greets former Estonian President Tumas Andragilvis, Japanese House of Representatives member Suzuki Kaisuke, and former Australian Defence Ministers Kevin Andrews and Christopher Pine. These representatives had travelled to Taiwan to attend the Kitagalan Forum on Tuesday. President Tsai underscored Taiwan's desire to cooperate with the world. The expansion of authoritarianism has reminded us more than ever that democratic countries must unite to cultivate deeper economic and trade cooperation and jointly develop more resilient supply chains. Taiwan stands on the front line in defending democracy. We seek to jointly safeguard the values of freedom and democracy with global democratic partners, and proactively contribute to the long-term stability and prosperity of the Indo-Pacific region. I would say, in order to defend ourselves against these host these hostile approaches of authoritarian regimes, that we need a new security architecture that takes into account. That we are no longer living in a world strictly constrained by geopolitics,、well, and rather have a new form of an alliance based on shared values. The former Estonian president advocated for a new alliance based on shared values of democracy, human rights, and rule of law. He added that the expansion of liberty over the last few decades disproves the idea that these values are geographically or culturally constrained. This is one of the signature roles of Taiwan these days: is to show the fallacy, the fallacy of the idea. That is propagated by Russia, by the PRC, and recently also Malaysia. That in fact there are Asian values that are incompatible with the concepts of freedom, liberty, individual rights. Taiwan is being noticed in the world as a regional beacon of democracy and finding itself an important spot on the international stage. The Taiwan government now has one fewer ministry, as the Ministry of Science and Technology became the National Science and Technology Council on Wednesday. The council will be headed by Minister Without Portfolio Wu Zhengzhong. Former Vice President Chen Jianren attended the plaque unveiling ceremony today, as he himself had headed the predecessor of the body when it was known as the National Science Council. Let's hear what he said. 其实我担任主委的时候，就是苏院长当院长的时候，请我当主委的，所以他是我的老板
I became the head of the council after Premier Su asked me to take the position, so he was my boss. I'd like to thank then-Vice Premier Tsai Ing-wen for offering guidance to us on passing the Act for the Development of Biotech and Pharmaceutical Industry. Without her, it would have been impossible to bring together the Ministry of Economic Affairs, the National Science Council, and other government bodies like the Ministry of Finance. It would have been impossible. This marks not just a milestone in reorganizing the government. In the future, this council will guide the country's policies for development in science and technology. It will be an important driver in Taiwan's industrial transformation and technological development. The ceremony marked the beginning of the National Science and Technology Council, which will be a ministry-level council within the government. The Ministry of Economic Affairs on Tuesday reached a preliminary consensus to give 150 billion NT to state-run company Thai Power in next year's general budget. Thai Power says amid rising fuel costs, it has incurred losses surpassing 100 billion Taiwan dollars this year. If approved, the larger budget would push Thai Power's capital up to 480 billion NT. Indeed, the rise in fuel prices has put a lot of pressure on Thai Power's current finances. Thai Power says its finances are struggling and the government is planning help. The Ministry of Economic Affairs says next year's general budget will include a budget in case Thai Power goes in the red. It will also include capital injection of 150 billion NT for an infrastructure plan to ensure a stable electrical supply. The capital injection is being referred to as the biggest ever for Thai Power. Thai Power will be happy for any plans that help its finances. Whether we receive more capital is something the government will have to assess and decide. In the past, the government had granted at most 10 billion NT to state-run enterprises. But this time around, the figure could exceed an unprecedented 100 billion NT. Observers wonder whether this means that Thai power could be on the brink of bankruptcy. Does the review committee need to review electricity prices? It can, but I don't think it would need to do so right now. Thai power has 330.3 billion NT in capital. The additional funds would make that jump to 480.3 billion NT. Thai Power has not commented on whether that would resolve its financial problems, but it says that infrastructure reviews will be part of its short, medium and long-term plans. To update and improve our power grid, with enough financial power, we can implement that and work together to develop renewable energy and energy storage systems and so on. If the government does go ahead with the plan, Thai Power's capital could surpass 400 billion NT, requiring the board of directors to amend the company's constitution and rate its cap on capital. In any case, the capital raise would only take place next year, after the general budget clears three readings in the legislature. The 2022 Creative Expo Taiwan will take place in Kaohsiung from August 5th to 14th. To celebrate the Expo's first edition in the southern port city, the Kaohsiung city government has launched stickers with characters from the Line app created by six local artists. The mascots are getting a prominent spot at the Expo with giant inflatables of each of them on Kaohsiung's Love River. 
there's a cute character for everyone, including Machiko the rabbit, Pipi Minnie the penguin, and the nothing seal, which, as its name indicates, is a seal. Let's now meet award-winning Taiwanese underwater photographer Wu Yongsen. Through his photos, Wu hopes to give viewers a glimpse of the underwater world to raise awareness of marine issues. Wu has teamed up with Greenpeace to promote environmental awareness and to call on the government to draft a marine conservation bill. Our reporter Stephanie Yang met Wu to learn more about his journey. This is Wu Yongsen, an award-winning Taiwanese underwater photographer. This photo, taken by Wu, captures a pair of fish wrapped in a plastic rope. Wu says the objects he encounters while diving not only include marine creatures, but also trash. In this exhibition, I want to show the effects of net fishing on parrotfish. If they are fished in large numbers, the ocean will be disrupted. When one link in the ocean chain is broken, the seas break down and lose their original functions. The first time I felt the suffering of the ocean was when I went diving in the Philippines. I saw a fish entangled in a plastic ring for beer cans. It was still alive. I felt really sad. Wu started diving in 2012. In 2013, he tried underwater photography for the first time. In his early years of learning the craft, he used up 7,000 oxygen tanks to practice his photography. Since 2015, Wu has won over 170 awards for his work. He said that it takes a lot of hard work to capture each photo. He gives some tips for aspiring underwater photographers. Some advice I have for young photographers is to shoot more, see more, and ask more questions. These are the three most important things in underwater photography. I have been shooting for almost 10 years now, but I have never studied photography. My photography knowledge is based on my own imagination. I made many mistakes. I treat it as an experiment. The time I spent on learning the basic skills was longer than the average person. But once I had developed the basic skills, I was able to shoot freely. Wu hopes to not only allow people to get to know the beauty of the ocean, but also hopes that people can learn to cherish it. He calls on the government to enact the draft marine conservation bill as soon as possible to protect Taiwan's marine ecology and regulate marine recreational and sightseeing areas. Taiwan is surrounded by sea, but we don't even have any laws to protect it. Taking advantage of this exhibition with Greenpeace, we are asking everyone to help sign and promote this bill. I hope this bill can be enacted so that we can make plans to protect our oceans. The Marine Conservation Bill was reviewed by the Internal Administration Committee of the Legislative Yuan in May this year. But because the Executive Yuan's version of the Marine Conservation Bill was not sent to the Legislative Yuan at that time, it was put on hold. We hope that the Executive Yuan will be able to review the draft Marine Conservation Bill this year. Wu's photographs will be on display at an exhibition at Spot Taipei Film House until July 29th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Guo Hai in Taipei.
Wednesday was day three of this year's Hanguang military exercises. The three branches of the military conducted a joint mission to stop a simulated PLA attempt to take control of the port of Taipei. Armored vehicles, fighter jets and sea mines were deployed during the operation. The drills went smoothly overall, but with an unexpected participant. Right as the exercise started, a member of the public entered the combat site by accident. He was escorted out of the area unharmed. A simulated attack on the coast of Bali in New Taipei kicked off day three of this year's Hanguang exercises. The military drilled an enemy attack to take control over the port of Taipei and an attempt to eliminate Taiwan's leadership via the Danshui River. Red smoke is blown away by the wind. The soldiers wearing a red helmet are playing the role of the attackers from China. The two sides exchange fire on the shore, and the enemies score a win. They then move further inland to seize a camp. At this point is when the fighting gets most intense. It's all dust and explosion sound. Up in the air, an enemy helicopter tries to drop off troops directly at Taipei Harbor. Taiwan takes the opportunity to sweep the coast with clouded leopard armored vehicles before the enemy can get a stable foothold in the area. The armored vehicles force the enemy to retreat, enclosing them from all sides. The mission is finished off with a bombing by Taiwan's indigenous defense fighter, which eliminates all enemy vessels. The Danshui River estuary includes the coast of Bali and the port of Taipei, which are a key area. If the enemy seizes the port of Taipei, it can use cargo ships to rapidly establish a large presence onshore. Taiwan's three military branches can launch a joint operation by assembling and coordinating troops to eliminate the enemy. The exercise came to a close, but not without a hitch. A man dressed in blue entered the combat area, seemingly not knowing that a military exercise was occurring. He walked across the site toward the coast and was less than 100 meters away from a TNT explosion. Soldiers removed him from the area as quickly as possible to prevent any incidents. Taiwan on Wednesday confirmed the first two cases of children infected with the BA5 Omicron subvariant, both linked to a cluster at a shipyard in southern Taiwan. One of the children is less than five years old and developed symptoms on July 11th. The other is an asymptomatic 10-year-old boy. Both presented CT values of around 21 when tested. 他在发病前的两天是都没有出门。The patient who developed symptoms the earliest is the five-year-old boy on July 11th. He hadn't gone outside for two days before developing symptoms. His mother, who takes care of him, has not been diagnosed with COVID. We currently think that the most likely scenario is that a family member got infected at the shipyard and brought the virus home. 
Vaccines remain an effective way to prevent severe COVID. The CECC says it's in the final phase of procuring Pfizer's COVID vaccines for kids under five to offer parents more options. Meanwhile, Moderna is developing a next-generation vaccine specifically targeting new variants, which could be approved later this year. In a press conference full of Pikachus, China Airlines on Wednesday unveiled its newest livery featuring 11 Pokemon characters. The Pokeplane will cover routes to Southeast and Northeast Asia this fall season. With COVID rules easing, the airline expects passenger volume to increase by 40% in the third quarter of the year and has added more flights and destinations in Europe and Asia. China Airlines is not the only carrier looking to expand. EVA Air and Starlux Airlines have also announced new flights for the near future. Five Pokemon dance on stage. The host of the event is a Pikachu wearing a pilot uniform. It's here to unveil a special Pokemon-themed livery for China Airlines. The new design features 11 Pokemon, including Pikachu, Jigglypuff and Snorlax. Travelers to Southeast Asia and Northeast Asia may soon get a chance to fly with them this full season. Riding on the tailwind of post-COVID recovery and tourism, China Airlines expects 40% growth in passenger volume in the third quarter of the year. For the third quarter, we are already prepared to work overtime. We will add flights into our system so customers can make choices and plan in advance. The first plane in Taiwan featuring animated characters was introduced in 2005 by EVA Air with a Hello Kitty theme. Since then, EVA Air has unveiled many other designs over the years. China Airlines on Wednesday did not just unveil its new livery, but also announced more destinations and flights. Starting late August, the airline will offer three weekly direct flights to London and resume its non-stop flights to Bali on September 2nd. Meanwhile, EVA Air will begin offering direct flights to Milan starting October 25th and Munich from early November. Starlux Airlines will start operating flights to Singapore on Airbus A330neo starting late July and could also operate routes to Osaka in the future. But what about the fares? Actually, our tickets are priced according to market demand and supply. Even the fuel prices weren't so high, there are still peak and off-peak seasons, so I think it's still up to market mechanisms to determine our fares. As borders reopen, airline operators are preparing for a boom in international travel. Citron cuisine is popular in summer. Its chili peppers bring out the appetite even on the hottest day. We now go to an eatery that is mixing Sichuan with Shanghai cuisines to create a new Chinese fusion. A deep water red fin takes up an entire dish. The Sichuan pickled cabbage fish meets Shanghai cuisine staple Jinghua soup. The fusion brings a gentle touch to the spicy kick of Sichuan. The sour notes of Laotan pickles are brought out in the pan with bell peppers and pickled Japanese peppers. The soup has already been simmering for six hours. Now it joins the pan, gathering up the flavors of the fish. But that's not all. Hot chili oil and vine pepper oil are poured on dried chilies and central spice to bring out their full force. 
。那我们用汤底是用了上海菜的精华浓汤。Our 精华 soup uses Shanghai flavors for the broth. It's cooked for six hours, and then the milky soup is combined with the pickled cabbage fish. The resulting fish soup is very gentle and smooth, but rich. Another fusion dish is this beef cutlet, flash fried to seal in the juices. Then a little oil, crispy beans, chopped peanuts, chili flakes, and cumin season the pan to create a tasty beef cutlet dish that reminds diners of the Sichuan snack crunchy peppers. 川菜的上面可能脆椒是辣椒去炸的脆脆，像饼干一样。那我们这边的脆其实是豆酥。Crunchy peppers from Sichuan are chili peppers that have been fried to a crisp, almost like crackers. The crunchiness in this dish is actually crunchy beans. They're dry fried with minimal oil, with spices like cumin, 13 spice, salt, and pepper. Diners can also enjoy delicacies like Zhenjiang crispy eel and chili shrimp, the meeting of Sichuan and Shanghai on the plate. Foodies, take note: the Taiwan Culinary Exhibition will be back in action in August. The exhibition will showcase local delicacies and mouth-watering dishes from Taiwan. Let's take a look at the, some of the highlights. Stir fry the meat and the preserved vegetables in the pot. Then steam some radishes and mushrooms, and this veggie-loaded steamed pork belly is ready to be served. Are you a fan of Taiwan's national scenic areas? If so, you're in for a treat. The Alisa National Scenic Area Administration will be presenting delicacies and souvenirs from Taiwan's 13 national scenic areas. In addition, the Tourism Bureau has launched an elderly wellness zone to cater to Taiwan's older adults. 60 years old, the Lelin tourists About 77% of people aged 60 and up go on trips, and they do so about five times a year. We hope that older adults can combine traveling with self-care. By offering their favorite foods, we can turn food into a motivation to get them to go out and travel. Indigenous food from different groups will also be on display. In addition, the Hakka Affairs Council has helped Hakka catering and souvenir businesses build their brands. We help local brands become established brands. We don't just provide guidance to a single company. In the beginning, we have had at least five companies forming a brand. In the future, the brand can be given a geographical indication. It's a similar concept to Chishang Rice. It can increase the value of the products. There are also live cooking shows by famous chefs. Visitors can finally go to the exhibition to taste a wide variety of Taiwanese cuisine. After the past two editions were cancelled due to COVID, the Taiwan Culinary Exhibition will be open at Taipei's World Trade Center from August 5th to August 8th.